Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Buon pomeriggio! It's calling culture time! Christine Cupo and yours truly welcome the soothing, knowledgeable voice of Andres Cordero as we discuss Inter's heroic exit from the Champions League. Juventus, the only one left in the tournament, the Scudetto race, and the rest of the weekend in Serie A. Calling culture begins right now. Hey everybody, welcome to Colin Coucher from Kego Lasso. Thank you so much for being part of the family Kego Lasso pod on Twitter. This is a live show. We want your comments, your questions, everything that you have in store for Christine Cooper and of course, Drake Cordero. Get us, by the way, to 10,000 subs and one lucky viewer gets the gift card for a $100 Paramount Plus subscription. We'll announce the winner on next week's Colin Coucher. Remember though, Anything less than 10K subscribers and the $100 subscription to Paramount Plus gift card is going nowhere. So help us get to 10K. Christine Cupo, how are you? I am amazing today. No, I'm, I'm having a pretty good day. Um, I realized that we had Mateo on last week and I had a few bad predictions for match day 28. I really uh, am pleased to see that Roma won, despite the fact that I really handed that to Atalanta prematurely. Um, <laughs> but otherwise, I think we had a pretty good weekend of solid fixtures. I know Dre was on the call. Um, but yeah, so let's get into week 29, I guess, right? Absolutely. And there's no such thing as, you know, how, what is a week of football and calcio without doing some bad predictions, right? right. I, I do it every single week. It doesn't. Uh, like, Hello. Yes, I'm here at the meeting and I just want to say I was wrong in advance. 80% of success is showing up. That's really it. That's really it. Dre Cordero, the soothing, knowledgeable voice of Dre Cordero. How are you, my friend? I'm great. That is extremely kind, by the way. But anytime somebody says something like, oh, the soothing voice or dulcet tones, and then I hear back one of my commentary clips, and it's me screaming into a microphone, like just <laughs> completely uh, un, just unattached <laughs> from reality, just yelling. But yeah, yeah sure. Dulcet and, and soothing. I'll take it. You really That's do have a part. very ASMR commentary voice. But I can understand when I listen to myself on playback or That's Reality, it's like bizarre SpongeBob. And you're like... <laughs> <laughs> when I was a kid, I wanted to uh, I, I I don't know why I sort of like fantasized about being a jazz radio DJ. Like I, I see it, my friend. Just, you know, be I playing, see like, it. Old Coltrane records for people. Yeah. I'm going to remember that now because this is going to be like my like vis-a-vis -vis, like uh, make a wish for Dre. It's going to be like Dre's yep. now jazz host. That's what I picture. I picture Dre Cordero just going, coming up next, John Legends, all of <laughs> you. And by the way, what a great assist from Juan Cuadrado. I love it. Drake Cordero, <laughs> welcome to the show. Christine Cooper and everybody that's watching, welcome to the Calling Coucho family. We want your questions. We want your comments uh, specifically about what we're going to talk about today. We'll just do the rundown for you. We're going to talk about Italian teams in Europe, of course, and, you know, what they need to do in order to keep advancing. We know how sexy Serie A is, but we also want to see some of them lift the European trophies as well. We'll also do a little video from Marco Messina, who's basically having 
the time of his life in Italy. Like, I need to get his agent. Sorry to my agent. I need to switch agents because, my goodness, what a what a trip. And then uh, all of us will talk about the Scudetto race because it continues to be so exciting. Christine Cupo, um, how about we begin with you? My First of all, Christine, last weekend you had fun, huh? Napoli I bar. Did. I've, I've actually only recently gotten the ringing to stop in my one ear, <laughs> but I have. The Milan today, bar was louder, I have right? Dressed to redeem myself for the AC Milan fan club of New York City because they were pointing out, rightfully so perhaps, that I was aggressively blue on Sunday. Ooh. So I, uh, you know, we, we fixed a few things today. You didn't bring a, another top to when you went to Milan. That's true, actually. You stayed blue the whole time. That's very brave, Christine Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> or I mean, maybe I was trying to start some controversy. That was my backup plan: is like fist fight, calcio mashup. I'm into combat sports. <laughs> um, Dre, how about we begin with Inter Milan? Because uh, even though they're out of the Champions League, it was a pretty heroic performance. And obviously, Alexis Sanchez getting that red didn't help, etc. But how did you see Inter Milan's loss uh, overall in aggregate to Liverpool? Uh, their performance in the second leg, and also what can they take away? What can Simone and Zaghi take away from the Champions League and their journey? So I don't think any of us were were picking Inter as a legit Champions League, you know, title-winning side this season. That said, it's never you're never happy to go out. I, I don't subscribe to the idea of you know, oh, you're eliminated now, you can focus on the league or now you can focus on the cup. I think as long as you're competing for something, you should be trying to win that something on that given day. But if yeah. you do have to go out and you're going up against a team like Liverpool in Anfield, that's the way you want to do it. With a win, arguably their biggest win, just isolated those 90 minutes, arguably the biggest win that uh, Inter have had all season against one of the teams that I think we do consider one of the real legitimate contenders to win the trophy. And so the, the best results for Inter would have been one that sent them through to the next round. The worst result would have been one where they got embarrassed at Anfield and it could carry over into their performances elsewhere. This was somewhere in the middle, and I think probably a net positive in that you win, away at a team that against a team that people probably didn't give you a whole lot of uh, opportunity to win. You made Liverpool sweat because they were sweating down the final stretch of that game. Yes, they hit the woodwork. I don't care. They won 1-0. And now you can take that big game experience into your remaining cup matches, into your remaining Serie A games, because Inter still do have a chance to improve on last season, right? Because they can win the domestic double and, and they ought to be one of the real favorites to do it. Yeah, we have a good comment here for you, CC. I think uh, Des Norris, our producer, was telling us to tee you up. Why don't you bring it up, Des Norris? Uh, here we go. Uh, Gabe says, uh, heard rumors that Christine said something positive about Inter on the Twitter uh, site recently. Need the source to confirm or deny. Christine, answer can, for yourself. Can confirm. Uh, while my personal rooting allegiance belongs to Juve and that typically prohibits me from saying anything kind about Inter. I do try to be a little bit objective. So, uh, yeah, on honestly, to Dre's point, Inter were not slated to, to go in and win this whole kit and caboodle here. But uh, they did put in admirable work. I think that the squad demonstrated some toughness. I didn't agree with, and despite the fact that last week we were talking about how we try not to criticize substitutions, I didn't particularly agree with some of Inzaghi's substitutions that he had made. Otherwise, the squad was firing on all pistons to the best of their ability against a Liverpool side that has been fairly dominant. I mean, even past season. So not surprising. I did say at least two sparse kind things about Inter. Uh, for me, though, big picture, this means that by default, Serie A has to continue to become more and more competitive 
and so that's great for the sport. I'm yeah. here for that, right? Yeah. Like, let's go. Yeah, I think. This, uh, this is, go ahead, Dre. Go ahead. Jump yeah, this in. is. I think. I think it's a, it's a really important moment of the season for Inter because when you take into account just how good Liverpool have been, right? Liverpool were perfect in the Champions League in the previous seven games coming into this one, right? Including um, the the first leg. Uh, they had gone something like. 29 games at Anfield without a loss across all competitions. And for Inter, it was all the opposite. Inter started the season with all of the fanfare as the sort of odds-on prohibitive favorite to, to repeat despite, you know, losing Lukaku and Hakimi, you know, deepest squad. I think most people picked them to repeat, uh, but they weren't doing particularly well. Uh, they, they had gone on a, on a, on a real struggle, a, a five games winless before they beat Salernitana. We didn't really, you know, get too perked up about beating Salernitana because it's, you know, arguably the worst team. <laughs> Salernitana. And so in, in arguably the roughest part of interseason, they beat an incredibly good and a, a team carrying a very, very good streak, both at home and in the competition in Liverpool. And so this has the potential to churn Inter's form around. They, they weren't going to get too, uh, you know, puffed up about beating Salernitana. They can take something from a 1-0 win where they weren't inferior uh, to, to Liverpool. And so I think this is a pivotal moment at, at just the right point going into the second leg of the Copa, uh, going down the final stretch with 10 games remaining in Serie A in a, in a time where now Napoli are very much in contention. Milan are very much in contention. And I wouldn't write Juve off, but I'm not quite putting them in contention. <laughs> <laughs> well, Christine will take that. And by the way, Bayer Leverkusen has scored. Uh, so it's one nothing against Atalanta. I wanted to just bring up one more point to both of you. Uh, I'll go back to you. Uh, Dre, and then CC, you jump in because, yes, absolutely. Listen, winning, getting anything at Anfield is very difficult, okay? And it's commendable. And obviously, even after the red card, there was some possibility. I mean, that Lautaro Martinez Golazo was was just one part of the cherry. But I was very surprised, Dre, that Eden Dzeko didn't even see the field because I thought that he would have been a good tool in this game. He knows the Premier League. He would have given a different dynamic. In fact, Liverpool don't do too well when it's a combination of a sort of, you know, snappy, quick-fired player like Lautaro and somebody that's a little stronger and possibly more clinical in the box like Dzeko. So I was very surprised that he didn't see anything. What do you make of that? So I think Dzeko is absolute class. I do. I think his hold-up play is terrific. I think he's every bit as good a playmaker as he is a goal scorer. I think he surprised people with the volume of goals that he's scored so far this season. Um, You know, not, not his best, but you know, up there and probably more than they would have expected uh, when they signed him at the start of the season. He's, he's someone who's supposed to be a bit of a f- facilitator and somebody who Lautaro's supposed to play off of quite well. That said, Alexis Sanchez looks like he's, you know, 23 again. Uh, he's he's played really well of late. And I was not at all, you know, disappointed to see the combination of Lautaro and Alexis start. If, any, if one of those two would have sat, it maybe was Lautaro who, who would been on a, a lengthy goal route. Yeah. And, and now, and this is the kind of striker that Lautaro is. And, and I'm not here to pile on him. I think... It, Save for Messi, Lewandowski, and Cristiano Ronaldo, all all goal scorers go through some dry spells. The the good news for Inter is when Lautaro scores one, he tends to score a bunch right after. And so mm-hmm. for the next three, four, five games, he carries that confidence. It, it, it helps boost him into the best version of Lautaro Martinez, which they're going to need going forward. Should Dzeko have come on um, in the second half at some point? Possibly. That said, Liverpool are very fast. And Jekyll is very not. He's like running on shallow water. And so I, I could see where sort of some of the physical limitations might not have made him the ideal player uh, to take on the Reds. 
I mean, who's also, who's also signing up to charge full speed ahead at like VVD. (laughs) Right. 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 I'm like six foot four. I don't know. Maybe no. Maybe I just think the experience from the premier league and Jekyll and yes, Liverpool are very good. They're very fast, et cetera. But you know, there was a moment there where you could have been a little bit more alternative in your dynamism up front. And sometimes that's something that riles Liverpool. In fact, that's what West Ham nearly did in the previous game. So I was a little uh, uh, surprised by that. Des, you have a graphic for us showing us uh, Inter's Champions League progress over the last four seasons. Uh, Wow, I mean, look at that. Cece, comments on this one, because obviously from 2018, third in group stage, 2019, 2020, third in group stage again, uh, fourth in, uh, you know, last season, and then of course, second in group stage, eliminated in the round of 16. What do you make of that, uh, Christine Cooper? I feel like they've been building uh, year over year, and that's been irrespective of their managerial shifts. Obviously, Conte not known as a Champions League guy in any way, shape, or form, but sort of that umbrage and switching over to Inzaghi, I think that was the perfect transition for them to maintain some of that momentum despite personnel changes. Uh, This isn't surprising to me. I think that we're seeing that shift from singular dominance of the years of Juve, um, just clobbering everybody in just even Serie A, uh, it's shifting. And so we're seeing it um, flourishing into Champions League too. Yeah. Yeah. I'll go ahead and and do the same thing and use hindsight to say I'm not surprised uh, now that (laughs) they improved. I have uh, a crystal ball. Dre, we're both super, super smart and nobody can possibly. (laughs) If I can make make all my predictions after the fact, I would just be 100%. (laughs) Monday morning quarterbacking is just the best. I love it. Yeah. That that said, I do, I do think that they are genuinely better than they were a year ago. And and that's saying something considering that they're the reigning Scudetto winners that they had Antonio Conte was brilliant with them and obviously was so coveted by other teams in the Premier League and elsewhere um, after what he accomplished with Inter. But I think this is a more dynamic team, a more balanced team. Um, yes, even losing Lukaku and Hakimi, we don't really even, even need to bring up anymore because they've gotten goals from everywhere. I think there's only three field players on the entire Inter roster to have played significant moments this season, significant minutes this season and not score yeah. uh, in, in all competitions. And so they've made up for you know the the Lukaku and Hakimi goals by just spreading it around, and I think they can they, they get goals from everywhere. They've got arguably the best uh, back three in uh, Serie A. They've got arguably the best midfield trio in Serie A, even though Barella was missing this time. So I'm not uh, at all stunned that they improved on their Champions League uh, f- from the last couple of campaigns, and I think probably you know, give them a better draw, give them not Anfield in the second leg. And yeah. then maybe we're talking about, you know, how far can Inter go as opposed to uh, just being impressed with them reaching the round of 16 for a change. Yeah, no, absolutely true. And the blessing in this, guys, from last season, as both of you alluded to, the fact that, you know, they won Serie A because of that. So we'll see what happens there. All right, uh, Christine Cooper, it's Juventus time. Their only team, their Italian team remaining in the Champions League. They got, obviously, uh, Villarreal. Uh, we did do a, a, a poll question here or it's a call to action. How far can they go? This is, you know, a difficult question because it depends not just via Real, but what happens after the fact as well. Kristen Cooper, Juventus, your team. What do you think? Uh, I think that <clears throat> I think that they can win this second leg of Villarreal, I just think that it's going to be really, really challenging beyond that. They're just so, so heavily injured at this point. Um, the, The first leg, I think that they managed pretty well, but it was your predictable or less than predictable Vlahovic 33 second goal, which is beautiful, but 
probably less beautiful when you're Juve and you know that that means that Allegri is making you defend for 90 plus minutes. Um, it's, it's interesting how even Allegri with that match went with like a, a hybrid, like three, five, two, five, four, one. Um, and both of them could have taken more shots. By all means that entire match, like the Real could have gone after it. Um, and, and even they didn't really, I mean, even getting outshot Juve, um, could have been more effective. I hope that they learned something from that last matchup, but, uh, I, I don't think that, uh, my suspicion is you're not going to teach an all Doug new tricks with Allegri there. So, right. <laughs> yeah, I probably I probably shouldn't admit this, but uh, you know, I'll say well as a neutral, but also as a commentator, when you're broadcasting uh, a Juve game and they score an early goal, you're like, oh no, like the game's just <laughs> going to go. Right. So so yeah, Vlahovic scores you know thirty some odd seconds yeah. in, and I thought it's oh, like no, the Knicks is- are up by twenty at the half. Yeah. Also, the Knicks are up by twenty at the half. I mean, right? yeah, this actually makes me feel a lot better because it means it's a universal anxiety <laughs> where Dre is sitting in the booth going, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's going to be a uh, it's going to be a, uh, a yeah. long like, a long oh, remaining. So the defender's shoes are nice today. Like what? <laughs> that. That said, when when you consider the the Juve teams that made the Champions League final, um, the the team that lost to uh, Barcelona in 2015, a historically good Barca side, the team that lost to Real Madrid in 2017, a historically good Real Madrid side, those were Juve teams that were, if not running away with Serie, uh, definitely finishing in like the upper 80s and lower 90s in terms of points. This is yeah. not that Juve, and so yeah, the quality of Serie I think is higher now than than in those years. Um, but that said, I think the quality of Juve is probably lower now than it was yeah. in those years. And they needed, yeah, they needed they needed a, a go-to uh, volume goal score that they can count on, right? They got that in the January transfer window. Getting Vlahovic gives him a legit chance to go deeper into this competition. Mm-hmm. Without him, I don't give him a chance to even get past Villarreal because I think Villarreal are legitimately good. Uh, Villarreal yeah. uh, beat Atalanta uh, in Bergamo this season. In recent weeks in La Liga, they've beaten Betis and Real Sociedad away from home. And so 1-1, no way goal going back or going to Turin for that second leg, I think Villarreal have a really good shot to just knock off Juve here. And, and if Juve exit, sorry. go on. With no, Europa League, like you can never really count Mr. Deeds. I mean, Emery out. Mr. Deeds. That's his way. You know, I like, forgot about your Arsenal way. allegiance as well. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> very true. Listen, I think there's a good point to be made here, though, about, you know, uh, momentum and the rhythm of a game from a Juventus perspective. Had Dusan Vlaovic not scored so early, I wonder the mentality, you know, from a Juventus standpoint, especially against a Nuna Emery side that's very smart, that doesn't freak out, right? And that kind of takes its time. That's why it was a Dani Parejo game, what, just after an hour. And to your point, Ray Cordero, no away goals. I mean, that benefits Villarreal massively because they can just go in here and be like, all right, we're away from home, but let's just play. Let's just do what we can do. And they're adaptable too. Like you mentioned, yeah. Unai Emery's got four Europa League titles. He's the reigning uh, champion of the Europa League. He won He's the king of the uh, with I mean, Arsenal. So, but you know, it's not the same <laughs> level. It's not the same level of competition, but it is a similar type of competition. And he sets his teams up very well. He won three in a row with Sevilla, um, which is a lesser squad than arguably he has now. Um, that said, I think Villarreal is an adaptable team. They're they're only seventh in La Liga, right? So they're they're fighting to try and make it to Europe next season. But mm. that said, they're top five in both goals for and goals against. You make yeah. it a sort of bogged down, difficult to win defensive game, they can play that game. You make it a shootout like Atalanta and Bergamo when there were five goals, they can win that game as well. And so I think Juve absolutely have their hands full. This is a 50-50 for me. It could go absolutely either way. Give me your prediction, Drake Cordero. 
I just said 50 50. No, um, I'm going to go ahead. <laughs> That's and, not a prediction. I'm That's like. Go way. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go ahead and, and, and put Juve 1 uh, 0 because the goal will come in the second half and they'll get through. I like it. Christine, come on, your team. You know you're being I optimistic. Think here. I'm, I'm going to have to go with Dre on this and go 1 0 Juve only because rumor has it Alberto Moreno will be out. And while. Uh, Villarreal certainly have other integral players. He's pretty important for them. So yeah. here we go. Fingers <laughs> crossed indeed. Uh, you know, Arnaud Danjuma is a friend of the show. So, but, you know, this is going to be a tricky one. Uh, just for the sake, because a, a bigger friend is, you know, uh, the Serie A team, including, of course, you two. So I'll go with a Juventus win. You're outnumbered here, Elena. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ilias is in the house, by the way. Ilias, thank you so much for being here. Our loyal viewer always. Uh, by the way, we've, we hit. 10,000 subscribers. It's a $100 gift card, and you can watch all the action. Serie A, Champions League, CONCACAF, and so much more. So get going to that one. All right, the latest score right now. Well, Roma, by the way, won uh, today. Sergio Oliveira scored and got sent off. You know, a typical, you know, fantastic uh, experience there for the Roma player. But they won uh, today in the Conference League against Vitesse. And Atalanta still trailing one nothing. Uh, as well to Leverkusen. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, uh, Marco Messina is going to tell us how much fun he's having. <laughs> at all. all right. Colin Coucher, Christine Cooper, Drake Herrero, LME. We'll be right back. All right, Luis. Again, I'm so sorry that I cannot be on tonight. Let me show you where, where I am right now. I am in Genoa. The reason I cannot come tonight is because I'm actually going to be on a flight to Salerno to go see the Salernitana match. But yeah, we're here on the beach. We're about to film some content. We just finished with Sebastian Jovinko. He was with us. Uh, we did a, a fun challenge video, which I think uh, the rest of our crew is going to really enjoy when they see it. We have been traveling around. Honestly, I, I don't remember even the places that I, I am in anymore. Yesterday, today, Jovinko asked, uh, oh, where, where were you yesterday? And I said, Napoli. I said, Naples. But Tony reminded me that we were actually in Rome yesterday. So the days are starting to blur together. This weekend, we're going to Salernitana against Sassuolo. We're going to be shooting some content from the sidelines over there. Hopefully link up with some of the players and the teams. It's going to be fun. Uh, and then Monday, we start a whole new day going all the way back to Milan. And again, just more more things with players. It's gonna it's it's crazy. This Italy is beautiful. I told the crew, Luis, you too. I know I know you're my New York brother. But I don't know if I'm ever coming back. It's too beautiful here. Calcio, food, coffee. It's got everything. Anyway, my man, hopefully next week I can catch up with you for now and enjoy my time on the beach. Marco era in spiaggia. Odio tante cose. Um, I'm okay. I'm, so, I'm all right. <laughs> I'm so angry right now. Beautiful. It's beautiful. I love that he's lost complete sense of what day it is and his actual <laughs> geography. I strive for that level of, of greatness. I am for so angry. For someone having the time of his life, and I know that he's having uh, just a wonderful time out there, he's looking progressively more disheveled than ever he's <laughs> clipped, right? Like He's aged 10 years, Drake on air. <laughs> I, have to, I have to talk to him because there is actually a TikTok trend that's like one day in, one week in. Like, we need to just actually have stages. <laughs> yeah, we do that with him. He's <laughs> like, um, he's Matt Damon in Saving Private Ryan at the end when he's looking at himself and he's aging and aging and aging. That's he's going to know how to well, make pro pizza, but he's not going to be able to dress himself. <laughs> 
Marco Messina, we're so happy you're having a good time, and we look forward to hopefully having you uh, on Calling Culture next week. Keep enjoying and staying safe, brother. By the way, Atlanta pulled level through Malinowski, and then Lucho Muriel takes it 2-1. The Colombian, Jimmy Conrad, and yours truly are the biggest fans of Muriel. He slowed down this season a little bit, but my God. But Atlanta 2-1, Christine Cupo. Not bad, huh? Malinowski, I'm, I'm part of that small hive. Uh never count that man out. So Absolutely. yeah, I, the thing is like Atalanta sixth in the table for Serie A and, and Leverkusen are third in Bundesliga, but their playing styles are so similar that mm. while everybody, all the betting lines, I'm pretty sure that I had seen had Atalanta coming out on top, this should still be a pretty fiery match. It should be Dre. I mean, how, how, how high do you give Atalanta in this, in this competition? They're having a bit of an off-season, right? This is not the best version of Atalanta. They've been more inconsistent than in years past. And after finishing top three for, what, the last three seasons, it looks like that, you know, not even close um, this campaign. But they still got a ton of quality. Luis Muriel didn't forget how to score goals. He's just scoring fewer of them. And it's a, it's a big <laughs> moment for him to to get on the score sheet. Uh, and also, you know, anytime a Ukrainian uh, scores a goal, it's a, a reason to celebrate right At now. So 100%. Yeah, you know, yeah. Preach. Me, well done. Give well people said. a reason to, to celebrate. 100%, my friend. By the way, everybody, once again, Paramount Plus giveaway. Get up to uh, 10,000 subs here on YouTube, and we'll give one lucky viewer the gift card for a $100 Paramount Plus subscription. All right, here's a little read. I'll make it nice and quick. But Serie A, Coppa Italia, Champions League, Europa League, Conference League, Scottish Premiership, CONCACAF, World Cup qualifiers. It's not just soccer, though. Earth's most advanced warrior, Master Chief, must defend humanity from the alien species, the Covenant, while unlocking dark secrets from his past in the new Paramount Plus original series, Halo. Stream it March 24th exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com forward slash Halo to try it for free. Bet you didn't see a Halo uh, read coming, Christine Cooper. I didn't know where that was going. <laughs> you're always you're full of surprises. I'm here <laughs> as a master of chaos. I lean into all of this. Let's go. Uh, Halo, Serie A, Champions League, Europa League, and back, back flip. It's fine. <laughs> I, I thought I thought I was on a different pod for a second. I had to look up to make sure it was still Kegolasso. I had taken a few pills before. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Basically. but we're going back to our regular program, everybody. Colin Calcio, uh, obviously, we're wrapping up very soon, but we wanted to just end the segment with a good conversation and keep this rolling because the Scudetto race is super exciting, of course, as Des Norris puts that table up top. AC Milan, but they do have an extra game that they've played. They have 60 points. Inter, of course, right there as well with 58. Napoli, Juventus, Atalanta, Roma, Lazio, Fiorentina, Verona, Sassuolo. Christine, it's tight. There's Juventus, fourth. I mean, something Dre said at the very beginning. Don't completely discount this race. How do you see it, especially as we look ahead? No fine, right? That's that's the credo. Fino alla fine. Um, yeah. They're going to keep battling. It's just that we're certainly a weakened squad. Uh, we have McKenney done for the season, which is tragic because he was finally all in. It seemed like everything was moving in his direction. Um, actually, we have like half of a squad that's injured. Um, we've got, I think, Rabio who's out. Uh, it should be interesting <laughs> the next matchup, despite the fact that it's uh, Sampdoria. So we'll we'll see. <laughs> we will see. Should be should be a win, but I feel like over the last few seasons with Juve specifically, uh, they've had this wonky matches you anticipate that they should easily win they lose and vice versa so yeah. um your guess is as good as mine if if atalanta continue to show up i think we're going to continue to see the the top four slot shift um but i'm still focused on them getting a top four finish i think they'll they'll manage it because allegri is good at managing it 
but I don't think it'll be fun. You know, we're so accustomed to to every single weekend in City A there being one or two just monster games, right? The seven sisters, the top seven teams in in Italy, uh, face off practically every single weekend. This is not one of those weeks. This is one of those weeks where all seven of those teams will be favored in their matchups. And that said, what makes this really interesting, though, is that Milan, who are currently top of the table, albeit, you know, Inter have a game in hand, have the most difficult of any of those matchups. Empoli are a side that, especially going up against big teams, play really, really tough. And not by being defensive, but quite the opposite. They play in your half. They take the ball away from you. They create a ton of opportunities. I did their game uh, at the Stadio Maradona where Napoli were played off their own park by Empoli. And mm. so that's one game I'm looking at this uh, this weekend is uh, how Milan fare. You know, do they get a bit of vertigo being in first place um, or do they hold on? And again, the toughest of any of the contenders challenge this weekend. Yeah, let's have a look at those fixtures uh, as uh, Christine chime in, Andre as well. Please, obviously, it begins on Saturday. Uh, Spezia Cagliari, Salernitana, Sassuolo, Sampdoria, Juve, Milan, Empoli, Fiorentina, Bologna, Verona, Napoli, Udinese, Roma, Atalanta, Genoa, Torino, Inter, Lazio, Venezia. What speaks to you there, Christine? Uh, what what match are you thinking about? Um, I think, actually, Milan-Empoli will be a really good one. And to Dre's point, Milan had fallen to Spezia. So, again, you have, like, those wonky one-offs that could happen. You never know. They could have a little bit of stage fright up there. Um, and probably, I think, Udinese-Roma should be a pretty good matchup. But I also really like uh, Beto. So, We'll see um, how this goes. Torino Inter might be a bit of a battle. Yeah, yeah. Torino is another team that's better mm-hmm. than than their position on the table. Um, really good defensively as well. Uh, so Inter, you know, going away to to take on Torino is not an easy one. So those are probably the two toughest uh, challenges. They come for both the Milan teams who are first and second respectively on the table coming into this round. But then also Napoli. This it was a, a about as when it's, lifeless is too strong, but pretty close to it um, against Milan, especially the front four. Um, of Napoli. I was not impressed at all. Uh, Osimhen was um, basically contained for the majority of that game. Um, Insigne didn't create much. So now they're going up against Cholito Simeone, Verona and Cholito Simeone, who's one of the uh, most talked about players in Serie A this year. God, I love Uh, him. He's been been terrific. He scores goals in bunches as well. He's challenging for the Capo Canoniere. Um, yeah. So even though there aren't those like big blockbuster matches this weekend in Serie A, these are all really intriguing games with uh, terrific storylines. Verona, by the way, unbeaten in their last three league matches against Napoli. They won one, uh, drew twice, and the last time uh, they registered a longest streak without defeat against uh, Napoli in Serie A was uh, between 79 and 83. So Verona is feeling good uh, against Napoli in that one. That should be an intriguing one as well. All right. Well, listen, that's your upcoming features. By the way, obviously. This is all on Paramount Plus, and these two part of the fantastic Italian coverage that we have had here at CBS Sports. It's been really great to see. Obviously, last weekend, as we mentioned, there was Christine Cooper in two bars getting uh, Milan fans really angry with her, you know, blue attire. But Dre Cordero with Matteo Bonetti, uh, very exciting looking ahead here. Dre, I don't know if we have you. Again, uh, soon, I wanted to quickly ask you about the Italian national team as well, because they are obviously getting ready for a World Cup qualifier. What, 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 do you, what do you envisage in this journey? Because it's not going to be easy, of course, everybody pretty much thinking Italy against Portugal, the Italian national team, the European champions against, obviously, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo and co. 
yeah, I don't want to out them by name, but the Italians and Italian Americans that I work with uh, intimately, let's say that, are all getting a little. They got the rubber knees uh, ahead of this these matchups. They're like, nervous, they're, huh? They're, yeah. they're they're confident about North Macedonia. They're, they're less so about uh, potential matchup against uh, Portugal. Um, can I just let, let me plug something real quick, right? Because uh, so please, this is it, my friend. Again, but we've got uh, after this weekend, in which I said there weren't, you know, the huge blockbuster Serie A games. Um, I've got five games across four cities in 15-ish days. I won't mention the last one because it hasn't been announced yet. It's a bit of a surprise. Uh, but the the two coming in two weeks' time after the uh, – right before the international break, uh, Inter Fiorentina and the uh, Derby della Capitale, Roma Lazio. Those are two massive matches coming up uh, in two weeks' time. And then we're going to Mexico City for – uh, at the Azteca World Cup qualifier, one of the best bucket, cities in the world, everybody. Bucket list stuff, bucket list stuff for me. Yeah. Uh, a game at, at which should be a packed Azteca, uh, Mexico, USA. Uh, I'm so excited we're for closing you. That up with I know. Costa Rica, USA, which could be in San Jose, could be in New York. We'll see uh, where we actually call that one from, but. Mexico City is, is the one I'm looking forward to the most. Uh, it's going to be amazing, my friend. Absolutely incredible. Uh, and Mexico City, one of the best cities out there as well. Christine, anything that you want to uh, – but how much are we going to see? Because, you know, it was great to see you last weekend. Uh, any other fun uh, jobs you have coming up? We we shall see. I mean, I'll be loud about it when I know for sure. But, you know, otherwise, you're stuck with me, my friend. Well, me, well, me and Gigi are always here ready, ready to make it happen. But uh, Kristen Cooper is always here with us every single week, uh, co-hosting this thing with me, calling Coucho. We're doing it because we love Serie A. We want to promote the hell out of it, especially from all the coverage from Paramount+. Plus. And Drake Cordero is a vital part of everything that we do here. Andres Cordero, muchísimas gracias. Grazie. Grazie, Drake Cordero. It's always a pleasure to have you, my friend. Always a pleasure to have you. Listen, I appreciate it, but I just yell the names of players who you already know. So I appreciate that. <laughs> but In you do it better than anybody else, okay? <laughs> exactly. <There's a> point. <laughs> exactly. One day I want you in a jazzy radio to just make it happen, Drake Cordero. Thank you, you know, so much. We didn't hit 10,000 subs. Shame on all of you, but we will make it happen for next time. Next time, quick, most uh, quick shout out to everybody in the chat to Cliff. Thank you for joining Elias, uh, Dan, the Ingaltera. Hello, my friend, Juventino. Wonderful. Um, hopefully we'll get to see you guys back in the chat next week. Um, thank you for joining. 100%. Thank you to all of you. And of course, uh, Colin Coucher fans and listeners. And of course, from Kego Lasso as well. Christine Cupo, thank you so much, my friend. We will see you soon again next week. And follow all her content on C. Cupo, Twitter, Instagram, etc., etc. CBS Sports, Paramount Plus. Christine, thank you. Of course. Hey, Drake Cordero, I hope I see you soon, my friend. And make sure you eat well at Mexico City as well. Oh, street food. All about food. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Have a fantastic rest of your day. We will see you next week on Calling Calcio. Till then, enjoy your weekend as well. See you later.